Blog Talk Radio. I don't hear nothing. Welcome to the next chapter of radio. I don't know if any of this is working because I can't hear nothing. So we're going to play another song just to see if it was the song or something else. We're going to pick something we played already. And we're going to see what we got going here. Okay, so that's working. So let's see what's up with Dr. Dre and how come he's not working. Welcome to the next chapter of radio. This is your host, co-host, A-Town, with our other co-host, Gypsy Soul Child in the house. Say something up, Gypsy. Something. Something. <laughs> so we're going to do this again. We're going to let this rock out. And then we're going to come back to the show. This is the next chapter of radio on the D-Hour Network. We're going to hit it up. We're going to get it in. It's going to be a lively conversation. Today's subject is determination. We're going to talk about what that looks like and how it gets you to the next level. 
So rock out for a couple minutes. We're going to get ourselves together. Then we're going to come back to you. This is the Next Chapter Radio on the Diawa Network. What up, 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 what up? Today is October the 14th. This year has went by very quickly. We are in the last couple months of this year, and, you know, things are things. So, we're going to get into the heart of the matter, the nitty-gritty. We're going to do that. So, this is... The next chapter radio. And I like to read this just so I don't miss anything. Welcome to the next chapter radio, TNC, where we will always be diving into open, in depth conversations about dreams, determination, and dedication, and the journey taken to realize them, focusing on transitioning from one level to another and recognizing when and how to move to the next chapter. And we're going to always tune in on Monday nights. <clears throat> from 6 to 8 Pacific, 9 to 11 Eastern for A-Town and the one and only Gypsy Child. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. So again, this show is dedicated about getting to that next level because a lot of people get stagnant and they reach points in their lives where they can't seem to get to the next chapter of it. And they get stuck in it, and then it becomes the gerbil on the spin wheel. And so our goal with this show is to break the cycle of the spin wheel, identify the aspects of life, character, and just planning that it takes to get to the next level. And so you can use that to get to your level. Um, We're going to start having people come on. We're going to have guests. Because... Everybody has a way. And understand, there is no 
correct way. We're not saying our way is the only way. We're just here to give insight, and then you can use that insight to help you attempt to find a way through what you're going through. But we're not here preaching perfection or absolutes. We don't do that. If you want absolutes, you can go listen to Fox or something like that. We're just giving suggestions and ideas, and then we rock like that. So that is what we do. Now, we have a format to the show. Once we intro the show, we catch up with each other, see how everybody's doing. We talk about, you know, last, you know, last week's topic, and, and we get into it. And then we also talk about our affirmations and how we are doing with them. Because we make affirmations at the end of the show to um, keep us on task to grow and to move. So every week, make an affirmation. And it doesn't have to be a new affirmation, because if you have an affirmation that takes a long time or that even takes, you know, a short period of time or maybe two weeks, then you keep that affirmation going until you reach it, then you do another one. So with that, Gypsy, how you been doing with your affirmations? Because your affirmation was to keep doing what you were doing, and what you were doing was what? Because I don't remember. Because I didn't write it down. Dealing with time. You know, time, yeah, time management. That was yours. Trying not to be on CP time, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So how you uh, been doing with that? I've been doing good. You know, I had some uh, divine intervention yesterday because I almost slipped. I almost, my my record was almost tarnished, but. As I was racing to my destination, I got a call that things had been pushed back. So I got a reprieve. You were saved by the bell. <laughs> hey, listen. Lisa Turtle was fine. Zach Morris was cool. He's a bit of a D bag in reverse. So I'll take saved by the bell as long as I'm not screeched. <laughs> I used to like Screech on that show. You were the only Screech. one. <laughs> I, don't know, I just felt I felt like he was picked on, man. I felt like he should always have a come up. You know what I'm saying? You know, he should get yeah. a date with the fine girl or something. You know? Yeah. You know what? I would. I they can't make that show. In 2019, 2020, you know, they can't make that show now. It would be a they whole They can't make a lot of stuff now. Well, no, if they were to make, well, they did remake that show. They called it 13 Reasons Why, because that's more accurate than what it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that, that's, that's about it. I mean, yeah, but. Yeah, so I got a reprieve. How you do with your affirmation this week? Um, I did terrible. And it's not because I haven't been doing work. It's because I have a lack of focus. I have a lot of stuff going on, and I let that get in, um, in the way of my reading. But I did do some reading, but it's not as much as I should. I got some reading done, but I have a lot of things going on. Um. If you remember Eric Troy or Troy Skyboy from Black Poetic, you know who we call Baby Prince, and we call him Baby Prince because oh, yeah. he plays like 20 different instruments. Um, he's actually producing my new CD, and he's been sending me tracks, 
and I've been writing to the tracks. And then my graphic artist has been finishing up um, covers to the book, um, to my books, and one of them is the re-release of the Relationship Cookbook, which is going to be coming out, um, I think, mid-November. I think November 15th is the date I got slated for it. So we'll let you know closer to that date how to order them and get all of those, uh, you know, um, presents for um, Christmas or whatever you celebrate. You can buy them and give them out. Buy all of them and give them all out. Yeah, and so I've been caught up in that stuff and not really focusing on my reading. So I just have to refocus and put my reading and stuff first and then take care of that. But otherwise, you know, I did terrible, but I'm still doing okay because I was productive. I started um, working out more, stretching more, getting stuff together. So now it's just about prioritizing and getting the order of things. But nonetheless, like I said, I did terrible, but with an asterisk. You know, I did great in other things. Just got to prioritize. So, yeah, so we both got to work on it, and, and life happens. You know, and again, this is not absolute. We're not saying that you should make an affirmation and then all of a sudden never divert from it, never take some time to have some fun, you know, never take a pause or a break for it. As we were talking and dealing with pain, sometimes you have to walk away, rejuvenate to come back. So don't think it's an absolute where well, you got to keep going, got to keep going, got to keep going. That ain't it. So with that, our affirmations, we're doing pretty good. Actually, we're doing terrible, but we're doing good in other things. So be better than us at our affirmations. Oh, and so we'll let you know, this is a call-in radio show. So if you want to call in, you can call 646 668 2574. And you can weigh in on everything. And this is not one of those shows like CNN or Fox where, like, you know, we have a specific opinion. And if you don't have our opinion, you know, we're going to challenge you and we're going to pitch you against each other. This is just a conversation where all input is welcome except stupidity. That is where we draw the line. And stupidity is not based on what we believe. It's just when you contradict all known facts. Like if you say there's no air in the world, we're not going to respect your opinion. If you say there's no sun in the sky, we're not going to respect your opinion. If you say there's no ocean, we're not going to respect your opinion because that's stupidity. And we separate stupidity from dumb. You can be dumb, but you can't be stupid. So as long as you don't say nothing absolutely stupid, you can say what you want when you call in. But understand stupidity will get you the gas face. And for, in layman's term, that's hung up on. And we have no problems with it. Because who are you going to tell? Us? Okay, cool. So, <laughs> so we always started off with just something random. But not really random. It's just things that we're dealing with um, in the world. And I choose a topic, or sometimes Gypsy chooses a topic, and we don't tell the other which topic we're choosing because we want the other person's reaction to be fresh and to be just, you know, off the cuff, nothing planned out, where you're sitting up there thinking about right or wrong because we want to look at just opinions. And then, again, in the, in the nature of going to the next chapter, work through those opinions to get to some reasonable end or closure. So we don't want everything to come off as pristine and perfect like we thought it out every time. We want to actually go through the process so we can model the process of getting to an end of something, or at least having a better way of looking at it. Now, I picked a very, 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 very sensitive topic based on today's news and the nature of what's been happening. 
and so I'm going to say it. Gypsy, you ready for the uh, topic of the day? Uh, in the words of Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon, I am too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that a yes, no, or maybe? Which one is that? Uh, <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So, today's topic is life and death, and what should we do about it? Specifically, Another black person was killed in their home, this time while they were on the couch playing a video game with her nephew, and she was shot through the window. So, and again, this happened in Texas. And so my question is, is this something we should worry about? And even though it was in Texas, is this something that's going to be spread and something that's going to spread. And actually, historically, we have to say that this is not new. I mean, if you no. just go back to the the um the Black Panthers, Fred Hampton, if I remember right, was killed in the Black Panther headquarters while he was sleeping in his bed. So no, he wasn't in the Black Panther headquarters. He was in his he was in his house with his wife. In his house, yeah. But somebody got killed in the Black yeah. But, I mean, yeah, in his house with his wife. So this is not new. But it's starting to surface again. Things that were relegated to Jim Crow, you know, Reconstruction, Civil Rights Movement, those things, and I don't know if it's because of social media and the access to it and, and technology where we just have immediate access and it can't be hid, or is this a new rash of things? So my question is, you know, for you, how should we feel about this? Should should black folks now be not only afraid to leave the house, but to be in it? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by saying this. My heart goes out to the loved, the, the loved ones who have to bury... Um, there, I'm, I'm, first, I'm going to show compassion for the victims. I'm going to show love and compassion for the victims. Uh, the young man who was killed after testifying for the police, the uh, young man uh, testifying against the police in the Amber Geiger trial, the victim of Amber Geiger, I do apologize, I can't remember the brother's name, and Both this Jean. young lady, and this young brother, young lady who just was murdered. Um, that's first and foremost. Um, secondarily, I would say we need to really get our shit together. And yes, I'm going to blame black people for this happening to black people. Uh oh. Let's hear it. Because we need to get our shit together. <laughs> Meaning? So, you know, you know we're not speaking when the, when in code. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just lay the controversy first, and then I'm going to get into it. Now, <laughs> the reason I say that, I'm just, the reason I'm going to say that is because of this. Okay. Those of you who can legally 
take up arms, why why don't you have something in your house? Now you can't you can't uh counteract just you sitting on the sitting in your house doing what you need to do and a stray bullet comes or, or a bullet comes through your your window. It's kinda hard to counteract that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, one of my favorite pi- pictures that was late, that was emulated twice in music, okay, was that famous photo of Malcolm X looking out the window with an AK-47. You know, we have to get out of the stage of marching. You know, I'm a, I was in the military. You marched to a destination to take care of business. You didn't just march around something just to march around something. You marched to take care of business. So those of us who can legally take up arms, get your gun license. Get your carry concealed weapons. Know the law. See, the, the Black Panthers weren't just about carrying guns. Them jokers knew the laws. They knew law. Yeah, he was a lawyer, wasn't he? And he, uh, everybody talks about him in the Black Panther, but he was actually Dr. Huey Huey P. Newton. So, yes, you are correct. Um, Bobby Seale ran for, uh, ran for either state and local office under the Black Panther Party. Later after, um, they got political. So you have to know not only the laws and everything else. Now, in addition to that, I'm sorry, black folks, African Americans, colored niggas, whatever we going by this week. I don't know. It's hard to keep up. Um, you also have to be involved in your local, state, county, and even the governmental process. Because whether you like it or not, you are an African who, is, who lives in America and supposedly have the same rights as every other citizen. How is it that, and, and then you need to deal with things in a block. How is it in the 60s and 70s and 80s you had more political power because you were coming off of the strength of the civil rights movement, and you were, and they were courting the black vote and black people in blocks. By the time the 90s came around, that went from black people, both men and women, black families, it, it, it got out of that into the gay rights thing, and gays had more, had more power and structure and was organized, but they learned their organization after what you were doing. Your mob. You understand what I'm saying? Stonewall came after Montgomery bus boycott, if I'm understanding correctly. So, yes, everything that you are doing, you black folks, get it in your head that you are the originators globally. And you need to originate and come up with fresh and new ideas 
and get together about your own freedom. Because back in the day, when things like this would happen, the community took up arms. The Black Panthers went and patrolled the neighborhoods in the, back in that time. Also, you had, um, like, the, the riots in Tulsa. Not Tulsa. I was going to mention uh, that. Not Tulsa. The mass- not, not Black Wall Street. They're in Tennessee. There was a race riot. And that's because, and, and this is like 1946. I just read about this. 1946, because a guy cheated a black woman out of a radio, uh, out of money for a radio and all of this, that, and the other. She comes in there with her son. Her son is like, hey, uh, you're not going to, hey, man, what's up with, with, my, with my mother's money, this, that, and the other. He was a veteran, a boxer in the Navy. Somebody looked to slap their mom, slap his mom, and he responded like any brother would do. Hey, hold up. You ain't about to slap my mama. Hey, ma, we just going to get up out of here. We out. Now, this is 1946 in Tennessee, right, where you can mm-hmm. steal, where you could, where, where they could, you could be a grandfather with your two grandchildren and your, and your sons, and you could be called boy. <laughs> by somebody yeah. who is younger than your son. Okay, 1946. Not that far ago, not that long ago. Hell, some people's parents or or aunts, not great aunts, in our age bracket, some people's aunts are that old. Were were born in the 40s. You understand what right, I'm saying? So, That's so get to the point. What what what, what we saying? So, like, so the reason know. why it was a quote unquote race riot is because this black dude and his and this uh, white dude got to fighting. Oh no, they couldn't take these uppity at the time uppity niggas standing up for themselves. So then they came to do what they normally do. Lynch the people, burn down the town, blah, 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 blah. So what did the black folks do? You had a lot of black veterans who climbed up on rooftops with their shotguns and their rifles, and they defended their position. Mm -hmm. Now, whether you do it with, in the words of Malcolm, the ballot or the bullet, you got to take a stand some kind of way. If if picking up a gun ain't your thing, then pick up a law book. If that's not your thing, then pick up a business manual and learn how to get your own store and treat and don't just make a ghetto fabulous living. We have to get back to what our foreparents did so when these things were happening. Because, hey, if the rest of the world is turning back to this race consciousness, if you don't turn to what kept black folks alive back then, you go, we going to be extinct. So I hear what you, I, I, I get basically what you're saying, and I'm going to sum it up in sayings and just, you know, my, my normal way. You're saying, one, if, you know, the old saying, if you don't study the past, you're doomed to repeat it. 
Also, you need to learn from the past what worked and didn't work. We need to get back to organization and getting ourselves together. We need to not limit the means or, or the modalities we're willing to use to um, gain our freedom and our safety. And we're supposed to use, as, as um, Al-Hajj Malik Al-Shabazz said, any means necessary. And you say not, you're not saying it's our fault that we're getting shot, but you are saying that it is a responsibility of ours to actually put, let's say, methods and blocks in the way to keep it from happening. In other words, and that could be legislative or it, it could be by arming ourselves. But right now, we are our own worst enemy in that fight because we're totally depending on the people who are actually doing the killing to actually also do the protecting. Coach? Precisely. Precisely. All right. So And so everybody knows this is a D-Hour Network. This is the next chapter of radio. And we always want to keep it relevant. So before we get into our topic of the day, we do our hot topic. Our hot topic today is life and death in the homes and what do we do about it? Or is this an isolated event? If you have an idea or, a comment, I mean, if you have a comment or something that you want to say, feel free to hit us up at 646-668-2574 and weigh in. You know, because, again, we're not claiming everything that we say is gospel. We're just putting up things for you to think about and, you know, to work work your way through it. So, you know, um, I just want to give history, you know, and, um, you know, just Gypsy Soul Child gave some history. But I, I want people to know out there listening, black, white, whatever your ethnicity, the African-American home has never been a place of safety. When... Emmett Till died, they took him out of his house. You know, Martin Luther King had his house firebombed. Malcolm X, firebombed. Mega Evers got killed walking up to his door. So we have never been safe at home. But it looked like at one point the degree of safety was increasing and that there was a level or measure of safety that was now being allotted with being home. Like, we can look at it, okay, this is in some way a safe space. And it looks like it's being eroded again. So the question became, with the murder of the young lady on the couch playing with her nephew, who was shot through the window, and, you know, both in Jean, you know, we were, the question became, is this something that is becoming problematic? Are we making too much of it, you know, can we just blame Texas, because both of them happened in Texas, you know, or is this a national problem? You know, um, I do agree with Gypsy on a lot of levels. We do need to organize. We do need to have ourselves together. Because if there is no response, then chances are it's going to keep happening. I mean, if someone hates you enough to shoot you, and they know that there's not going to be any negative outcomes or outcomes like, Amber Geiger, where you murder somebody in their house, claim that you were afraid, and you can be paroled after five years. And I don't know how old she is, but I mean, think about this: if she was 25, she murdered somebody on their in their in their living room, and she'd be eligible for parole for parole by the time she's 30. You know, that's not, and I'm not that any time in prison is some easy thing, but that's not tantamount to the crime. So you know, it it does beg the question, 
why would it stop if the punishments are going to be so minuscule and minimum that you can literally get over them without a whole lot of difficulty? And so yeah, that becomes a question. Like I said, if you have any input, you can call us at 646-668-2574. Or we're on Instagram. You can hit us up on the gram at the next chapter t.n.c and you know message us and then you can ask a question there. And so we're going to get into today's topic to let you know what it is. Today's topic is determination. And everybody has a different definition of determination. But determination plays a key role in reaching your goals. And so today we're going to talk about what determination looks like, what it is, what it isn't. We're going to talk about your perspective if you call in, and we're going to talk about how it does help. And sometimes if you, well, if you misconstrue it or, or, or have a, a skewed view of it, how it might turn into defeat. So the question I want, we want you to contemplate is, how does determination work for you, and what role has it played in getting you to the next chapter of your life? And if you have a determination story, if you have a story of how you were determined to do something and you conquered it or in the midst of conquering it or attempting to figure it out, we want to hear from you. Again, this is the D-Hour Network. You can call us at 646-668-2574. So, Gypsy, on that, is there anything else? that you want to say about the hot topic, you know, us staying alive and doing all that kind of good stuff, or have you basically summed up everything you had to say? I mean, I think that um, everybody, we don't need to be fooled in, in that organizational process. Everybody's not going to go along. Hell, you know, Mm-hmm. In slavery, you know, there were some cats that didn't go along with, you know, running away from the plantation or even burning that bitch down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody, so everybody's not going to go along for whatever reason. But there needs to be, even if it's just you. Learning how to how to defend yourself by law by by anything you can't teach somebody until you know true and that's the first part of organizing you can't expect and don't and don't be uh, don't be don't 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 turn around and be um discouraged if you like hey, you know, we need to do this. And everybody's like, hey, yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm all right. That's you. I'm, I ain't got no problem with it. Okay, well, even if those, even that, that brother or sister gets into trouble, you be there because it's, a whole, it's, about the, it's about the whole community. And once you start doing it, like, the reason why, the, and, and I'm glad that you brought up the Black Panthers, because the reason why the Black Panthers was so effect- effective, and we hear about them even to this day, these was two or three cats in Oakland, in Oakland, California. Then 
they got some other brothers that was like, hey, man, that makes sense. Let's go ahead and get this together. Then they organized. Then they got some sisters that started the nurturing aspect of the community by, hey, these babies out here not going to school with with uh, breakfast or something. So we need to get that. So it, it was a multi-tiered thing. And then people heard about some of the stuff that they were doing and copied it in their city and made it localized. Fred Hampton wasn't in Oakland. He was in Chicago. They had Black Panther organizations all across the country, and they were springing up left and right all over the place to, I believe, J. Edgar Hoover said that they were the uh, most dangerous threat to American society at that time. They were the most. So if you don't know how to organize, there you go. (laughs) Okay. And you, there you go. And so, and, 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 th- and there you go. And understand this, this is a cultural thing because as African-American, you know, it disturbs me when African-Americans are being killed in their house because, you know, I'm an African-American in the house and I have children. And it concerns me if this becomes an issue. But I'll say it like this. Imagine any of you, no matter your culture, ethnicity, whatever your religious or affiliation or how you identify yourself, you know, as far as gender and sex, what if you were not safe in your home? What if it was acceptable and acceptable through silence and, you know, the lack of punitive outcomes for people to randomly come in your house and do you in? How would you feel and what would your response be? So this is not just us because believe, you know, you can't stop this. You know, the person who can come in the black house is going to realize they can come in another house. And they're not going to stop until, well, someone stops them. So, you know, as they say, a threat a, um, threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So dig that. But we're going to get into more positive stuff. But I, that, just, that, uh, that story just really moved me because, you know, they found out that the um, sister was actually said to who they said had a gun and they perceived a threat was actually playing a video game with her nephew. And so that just really, and she was a college student who I think just finished like her studies or something, was on the verge of finishing her studies. And it's just cutting promising lives short. And not that any life should be cut short, but I mean, when you cut lives short of those who are the movers and shakers, so think about it if, you know, not that farmers are better than anybody, but if you got rid of all the farmers, It'd be a whole lot of starvation and hell breaking loose because people wouldn't be able to eat or sustain themselves. So there is a hierarchy on some levels, and not in, not in importance, but just in impact. So yeah, that well, that bothered me. So well, I mean, let's be pain, let's be painstakingly clear. Um, you know, before we even get to you know, she was one of the good ones. She was. You know, of course, you know, she was, quote, unquote, one of the good ones. It's one of those things of if you look around, and there used to be a time where 
this type of violence against black women didn't happen. This type of thing against black women did not happen. It was like, even back in the day, it was like, yeah, you know, we may beat her or rape her, but we're not going to, you know, just shoot her in the face. Like, I mean, I'm not saying one is better than the other, but at least she's alive. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not marginalizing, but what you're saying is at least right. with the presence of life, there's a chance for her to overcome and, and do something about it, it or handle it, it. But, you know, death is really terminal. Exactly. So things are getting tougher, rougher, and and ramping up. You know, and we have to respond in kind, not necessarily go out shooting folks and this, that, and other. I'm not saying that. But yeah, everybody let's, let's went not to say that. <laughs> everybody went to but but everybody went to school at one point in time, whether it's high school, junior high school, elementary school, and you know, I've I've always been small. And I had bullies, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I didn't want really want to fight, and I was scared, you know. But just like black folks are today, my grandmother, who was from Gray, Georgia, told me, "Hey, you better get out there and, and handle your business and do what you need to do." And at that point, I became Muhammad Ali and Joe Lewis and. Blackie Chan and <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> you had to learn how to put up your dukes. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's and that's and and that's what we need to do. You don't want to do it, but for the sake of your children, for the sake of your mom, like for the sake of your mom, and it's not and it's not just in the black neighborhood. And this is what I'm what I'm saying. Hollywood cannot. Hollywood tells all the secrets. If you look at, pay attention to some of the movies that's coming out of Hollywood, they actually tell the secrets of what's going on. A few years ago, they started with this film series called The Purge. All right, hold right? on, hold up. You, you, we get, no, you get no, so we're going to have to get back to that. Let's hit the music, then get back to the subject, and then go on to the subject of the day. But we need to um, put some music in a filter in between this. Again, this is the D-Hour Radio Network. This is the next chapter. And today, in the second hour, we will be talking about determination and the role it plays in getting to the next chapter of your life and overcoming and succeeding. So if you have any determination stories, whether the beginning, the middle, or the end, we want to hear from you at 646-668-2574. We're about to get into the brand-new heavies, Never Stop.
All right, that was the brand new heavies. Would never stop, never stop, never stop. I love the brand new heavies. I don't know what happened to them. They need to make a new album or CD. Um, I'm they showing my age. Did. They actually did. Did they tell they anybody? Um, <laughs> they're on. Well, okay. This is the okay. This is DIY Network. This is the next chapter TNC Radio. If you want to call in today, our hot topic was, you know, the um, the two shootings in the homes of black people by the police, and we were talking about what that means for us, and you know what that means for you know, race relations and how, how it means that we deal with each other. And so if you got something about that, you can call in 646-668-2574. And the topic of today, the, of the topic for the day that we're going to get in, because that was a hot topic, but the topic for the day is determination and how it plays a role in getting to the next chapter. And we're going to offer some insights and some suggestions about what it is, how it looks, and, you know, how you can use it to your benefit But um, I just asked a random question And I forgot we didn't do our introductions uh, Gypsy uh, Soul Child is the human biography When it comes to entertainers <laughs> and music And just history he, he reads everything and write biographies So if you say, hey, did something happen? Chances are he's going to know So he was correcting me about the brand new heavies Because um, I said they should put out another CD and apparently they did, Gypsy? Yeah, they did. They uh it just came out uh I think earlier this year, if not last year. Um and it's India Davenport for whatever reason she's not with them again, but she's featured on a project oh, uh with a lot of different other uh singers and most of the I think it was like five of them with four of them with Four of them, and then India Davenport, and then Saida Garrett replaced mm-hmm. her. But then um, I think all but two of the founding members disbanded. And so, well, two of the found, the founding members are still carrying on the torch of the brand new heavies. So they're still there, but with an asterisk, and they have a bunch of guest features coming on filling in roles. But they're still making music. Okay. And their last okay. CD is pretty hot too. I got it. I'll send you a copy. <laughs> okay. Oh, don't say that on air. That's that's like Napster, dude. You're not supposed to be sharing stuff. You did not hear that. These are not the droids you're looking for. Okay, get back. So you're talking about the purge. So let's let's finish up what you're talking about the purge um and connect it to the um two recent shootings in the houses of uh, in, in, in the houses of black people, and then we're gonna get into our topic. So you're saying okay. the purge. About ten years ago, there's a movie called The Purge that came out, and it was uh, basically telling um, you know where one night for one night of the year, all crime is legal, so you can do whatever you want this one night. It's a pretty all crime. Then, all crime, everything. You know. From stealing a candy bar to murder, it was all legal, right? Anything and everything in between. So you don't like want to be in a movie, huh? Sounds like a oh, movie. 
Yeah, I want to know who made that movie and where they are at all times. Like, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like them and Stephen King. They need they need trackers inside their bodies. We need to know where they are, like <laughs> like puppies at yeah. all times. You know what I mean? Yeah, him, so, them and Stephen King because. I think if Stephen King wanted to get rid of the world, he has the mind where he could do it. I'm just glad he write about yeah. it because he's a scary yeah. character. Not, and I don't mean like in life. I mean just like you read his books and you like, how do you think about this? Like, you ain't do none of this. No, that, that, so I'm just saying. That, 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 no, Stephen King. Stephen King is the only man I'm afraid of. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Period. And so, I'll so smack, basically, you're, I'll you're, smack Mike Tyson well, in the mouth, but I'm not. I'm not going nowhere yeah, near Stephen King. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is basically, um, is getting to a point where things that weren't legal are now ad hoc legal based on well, the response and the punishment to them. Well, no, no. Let me. I have to go. That was the first one. Then they made several other versions of the purge. They made one where, like, stealing an, an election was legal. <coughs> uh, you know, I, I don't like getting to talking that dude, so we, we get that. Okay, and what else I'm was just, legal? I'm, right. And then they came out with this thing called the first purge, where it was all about white folks going into the hood, a.k.a. urban neighborhoods, and just... Killing off black folks. Remember, they made a movie about that? Yeah. Told you Hollywood had all the secrets. Told you Hollywood tell all the secrets. I wouldn't want to, as a black person, I wouldn't want to see that movie. And I find that disturbing. But okay, so I get it. Yeah. So the way I looked at it is, because at first I was like, I'm not watching this mess. I'm offended. Then I listened to uh, Professor Griff of Public Enemy on his show, and it he was talking about it, you know, breaking down the movie. And I was like, yo, I got to watch this now. So I watched it, and then all of a sudden, I'm looking at the news, and it's a chick walked into a man's house and gunned him down while he was sitting in his shorts playing a video game and eating ice cream. Like, you know, that was some dangerous moose tracks that brother was eating. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I still can't even understand how there was a a threat. Like, you know, he's over sitting on the couch eating ice cream. I mean, you know, he was far enough away from you and you had a gun. I'm like, what was the, the immediate fear that you had to shoot him? Like, did you think he could fly? You thought he was going to jump across the living room to the He was going to hit her with his tail. He was going to hit her with his tail. I don't know. Yeah, you know. yeah I don't know. But so, and, you know, it just, you know. And, and, and so what you're saying is that something like this is happening ad hoc or it's, is this real yeah. time? Is this? It's 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 like the movie came out and then all of a sudden it was like here we go. So I'm not blaming life on art, but I am saying you pay attention to certain things and you will see what is going on or what's going to hit next because 
the worst, the only thing that can't be kept is a secret. It's going to be exposed hmm. some kind of way. So this has been, it, it's coming back out that, hey, we are about to just start going back to open season on black folks. Hmm. Well, and that's where we, and that's where we are now. Well, that's uncomfortable, and so we're going to skip that. <laughs> That'll be all day. We're not going to talk about that, you know, because uh, so yeah. So now, again, this is the next chapter radio. This is a D-Hour Network radio station. I said they're all messed up. It's a D-Hour radio network, and this is the next chapter radio show. If you have anything to say about what we're talking about, you can call in at 646-668-2574. And so I read this out, just a disclaimer, I mean the description. This is TNC Radio, the next chapter, where we will always be diving into in-depth conversations about dreams, determination, and dedication, and the journey taken to realize them, focusing on transitioning from one level to another and recognizing when and how to move to the next chapter. So in that, we've, I want this to be relevant. So I want to deal with the overall big picture, but I also want to deal with little pictures. And that's why we do this, because we want to talk about something tangible, because say that you are where you're at, and you're in that next chapter, and what we're saying is going to be review for you. We still want to have something relevant to talk about, because we need to get to the next chapter of this. Because as one said, either we're going to live together as friends, or we're going to die together as fools. But, you know, it's no middle ground. And so if you think there's a middle ground or you can sit this one out, you can't. And and though I am not, you know, the passive man who says sit back and let people beat you until they learn to love you, I am a person that says, you know, that if everybody pick up a gun, then chances are there's only going to be one person left at the end of it, and, and then the world ends in that way. So we got to find a better way, and we got to do better. And that does not mean mass victimization. And it definitely does not mean mass mass um mass killing and violence, but it does mean that we have to use the higher selves that we have access to to get to the places we need to. And that brings us to the topic. Determination. Because I hear people use determination all the time. I'm determined. I'm determined. He's determined. He didn't have enough determination. She had too much determination. He had too little. He had too much. Blah, 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 blah. But a lot of it gets lost in translation because we're not specific. Because one thing you'll find out that I do in here is a very scientific thing. We define our operational terms. In other words, we don't allow you to just generally use the concept of determination or any general concept. We break down what we are saying determination is or the topic is to us so you understand how it relates. Because some people will be like, oh, he was, you know, Man, he, he was motivated. But if we have different determinations or different definitions of motivation, then what happens is we can get confused because we can say motivation is not enough, but we could be talking about two, three, and if it's 50 people, 50 different things. So we're very specific when we talk about our topics. We don't just generalize them. And you're like, I wonder what he means by that. So Gypsy gives his his um, definition, I give my definition, and then we work it out. So, Gypsy, what is your, yes, deter- your definition of determination? 
your determination to you. Determination to me would be um, leaving it all, and I know it sounds cliche, leaving it all on the field. Doing what um, you, what is finishing, it to finishing, finishing, finishing the task and having no, like, okay, I went to the, I, I'm, I am now, five, I am 5'7 and 135 pounds, and I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life, okay? I went to the Marine Corps boot camp. I was 106 pounds. You need fresh a Fresh out of high school. And that's just on the other side <laughs> of the story. We, we'll talk about anorexia nervosa the, next, nervosa the next one, because apparently you might be suffering. But, um, yeah, and that's why I say it lightly, brother, right. you need to gain some weight. Okay, go ahead. Right. But I was the, I was the shortest, slimmest, and most times the youngest cat in my crew. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was at, like, like everybody called me little. Little, 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 little. Even cats that I was older than. Right? And that's cool because I was little. <laughs> right. I'm going to start calling you little. So, okay, I'm, I'm just joking. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Marine Corps boot camp at that time was 12 weeks long. Longest boot camp of all branches of the service. It was the mm-hmm. most grueling boot camp of uh, any all of the armed forces. You think I'm lying? Watch the beginning of Full Metal Jacket. That oh, that was that was realistic. Yeah. Oh, the dude that was playing the playing the uh, drill instructor was actually mm-hmm. a drill a Marine Corps drill instructor. That's that that dude. He 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 really that was what he did. He retired from the Marines. Yeah, so they really talk to people like that. Yes. You yeah, know, see, I can be in the Marines. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if a dude told I, me to choke myself, I'd have words for him. But yeah, let's let's I, get back I, to the subject. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> so, Determination. Let's not get off. My my thing was, I am not washing out. I am not washing out. Nobody expects me to survive this. And what's washing out so people know? Washing out means not completing basic training. You go in as a recruit, you come out as a Marine. Okay? And if, you, and no if you wash out, you don't come out as a Marine. You come out as a failure. Those are your three options, according to the Marines. Boot camp, Paris Island. Okay? Okay. Those are your options. Now, I went in there and I said, you know what? I'm going to come out of here with my dress blues, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the, that's where you see on all the Marines, the, few, the, the commercials, the few, the proud, the Marines, that's the outfit that they're wearing. The, you know, those are called dress blues. I was going to come out with those. My, and my determination I have no I have no chill once I get started. 
I was coming, and I said, I'm coming out with either my dress blues or in a body bag. Those are the only two ways I'm leaving Paris Island. And unless unless this is a six situate type situation, <laughs> um, I got my dress blues. <laughs> okay. okay. So my determination for me means all or nothing. Even if you have some hard days, you have some troubling times, you keep fighting. You keep pushing. You push yourself. You go further the length, further the length, further the length. I could not run. Like, you're supposed to be able to run X amount of things, and I was terrified. Horrible. Because I'm from Cleveland. You know what I mean? You don't run in like Hold up, bro. Don't be, talk, don't be talking about Cleveland no. like that. No, no. I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> you, we don't let's, – let's be honest. We didn't get to running unless we was playing sports. There was a dog chasing you or it was some fool or some Negroes chasing you. That's it. True, <laughs> true. Or the police. That's it. We weren't like, oh, we're going for a gingerly, gingerly jog in the, in the 80s and the 90s. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. I, I do I do remember running from all of those in Cleveland. So yes, okay, your point right. is taken. So so yours is all or nothing, leave it all on the floor, right? right. Is that but is that realistic for everybody? Can everybody have that level of determination? And if they can't, is it okay? It it's a it, but that's a personal thing. That's a personal thing. That's me. Somebody may not have that blind, foolish, quote unquote, no chill dedication to a task that they want to do. And it's why okay. would you label it foolish? Why do you label it foolish? Um, because I'm extreme, dude. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm extreme. Like, Does that equate I, to foolish, though? No, I, I, can't, I can't be foolish in my, extre- in my extremeness. Like, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I, so that's why I say, like, you know, hey, I, I can be kind of out there with stuff. You so know what I mean? Your, your, dedication, your dedication to finishing the Marines. Was that foolish or just extreme or both? Um, it was some people could see it as foolish. This is the first time I've openly said what my inner thoughts were in terms of completing. You know, this is the first yeah. time I've ever told anybody that out loud. But it's, it's one of those things where, where if people knew that I was thinking about like that, thinking of tackling this task like that, they would have been like, hey, hold on now, you know, that's that's a little extreme, you know, you can you, it's okay if you don't make it because, and they would have gave me a laundry list of excuses not to make it mm-hmm. and would have made me feel like it was okay to walk away from it. So I couldn't have that going in. I had to be... So- I I had to have that in order for me to do it because so, 
I would have walked out and walked in there first. And like you said, you know, dude telling you to chuck yourself, hey, fuck this, I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Some, so, some of the crazy so you, stuff that they showed in there. Like, you know, I, true story. I was in there doing the, I was in there for Christmas. Drill instructors, they did sadistic stuff to us. They had everybody going to the uh, bathroom, or as we call it, the head latrine for the army, and they gave us all candy canes, little small candy canes, and that joker had everybody go in the bathroom after a certain time that they, they could start messing with you again, and the drill instructor stood in the bathroom door, and you had to do push-ups to their cadence, so they one, two, three, one. One, two, three. And they count. So that means they count. And you did it to their cadence. His cadence that day was up, down, up, up, down, up, up, down, up, down, up, up, down, up, up, down, up, up, down, up, up, down, And you had a candy cane in your mouth. And you had to say, hey, as loud as you could. Without dropping the candy cane. <laughs> that is just stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> but well, we're going to get to that. So that that is Gypsy Soul Child's story of determination. And the sum heads up. And also what I heard in there is not only your behavior, but it's the way you interacted with others. You interacted with others in a way that they wouldn't try to dissuade you or interrupt your determination. Did I, did I get that correct? Precisely. Okay, cool. So we're about to play Earth, Wind, and Fire. Keep your head to the sky. If you have anything to say about determination, how you work through it, and as um, Gypsy said, you know, it could be, you know, it could be idealistic or it could be foolish. You know, you know, and he's like, you know, in some ways his was kind of foolish. If you have a determination story, call us at 646-668-2574 and let's talk about what you did and how you did it to get yourself to that next side using determination. But let's get to um, what is it? What I say we gonna play the elements. Keep your head the elements. to the sky. Keep your head to the sky. Okay, where is it? Um, I lost it. Okay, we are gonna look for it while we're finding it. Ain't no half stepping. Wait a minute, did it leave? Where did it go? I'm looking for it and I don't see it. And we're supposed to be playing it. And it was on here. Oh, there we go. Because I was looking for Earth, Wind, and Fire. It has a song title first. All right, we're about to get into some Keep Your Head to the Sky. Then I'm going to come in and I'm going to weigh in about my ideas and concepts of determination. And me and Gypsy going to work it out. And if you got something to say about it, say something about it. Call in. And if you don't want to call in, you can hit us on the next chapter. T.N.C. on Instagram and, and send a message and we'll read your, read your response. So right now, let's get into the elements, earth, wind, and fire. Keep your head to the sky.
like this part. It always amazed me that Duke could get his voice that high. But yeah, we are back. Gypsy Soul Child, how you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm a little tra- traumatized by reliving the memories of boot camp, but all right. <laughs> yeah, because when we were off the air, we were talking about some of the other stuff he did in boot camp. And yeah, that's determination right there, because I'd have been in there five seconds, and I'd have been out. I'd been like, <laughs> like up, down, up, down with candy candy in your mouth. I'm like, sorry, sir, but my mama told me I can't be around nobody who's taking drugs, and I have to leave. <laughs> and you apparently have taken a lot of them if you think this here is an option. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're going to get into it. Today's topic is determination and the role that it plays. So, Gypsy just gave his take on um, determination. Gypsy, you want to sum it up or you want me to sum it up? Hey, man, my, my, for me, it's all or nothing. All or nothing. Leave it all on That's, the field. Yeah. So, okay, there we go. So, you know, I like to get clinical, and I like to get real technical. So I'm going to read the definition of determine that's in the dictionary. And, of course, there are different aspects of determination. We're talking about in the determination in the form of character and acting on something. The act of deciding definitely and firmly also the result of such a decision, or B, a firm or fixed intention to achieve a desired end. So that's what the Webster's Dictionary, you know, stereotypical dictionary is going to have. The act of, let's say a stereotypical dictionary. Ha ha, I'm stupid. Um, with the um, typical dictionary is going to have. The act of deciding definitely and firmly, also the result of such an act or decision. So I don't like using dictionaries when it comes to Character traits Because I find them lacking And provincial um, As being a doctoral intern We have our own Dictionary, the APA the, Associate, the American Psychological Association Has its own dictionary And so Usually when I'm given a definition The definition is coming From that dictionary Or I'm making a reference to a term I'm not using it colloquially, I'm using it clinically So determination It has two meanings in the American Psychological Association Dictionary. One, a mental attitude characterized by a strong commitment to achieving a particular goal despite barriers and hardships. Let me read that. A mental attitude characterized by a strong commitment to achieving a particular goal despite barriers and hardships. And then two, the act or process of making a decision reaching a conclusion or ascertaining the characteristics of an exact nature of something or the end result of such a process. So another one, that's just, you know, more of the measure. But the first one is what we're talking about, a mental attitude. Determination, in my view, is a mental attitude. And think about this, characterized by a strong commitment to achieving a particular goal despite barriers and hardships. And that, despite barriers and hardships, is very important because a lot of people are determined sometimes as long as it's simple, as long as it's easy, 
as long as they don't have to put too much effort or, as you say, um, as somebody might say, you don't have to overdo it or put yourself in, in a weird or strange position. And so in determination, I've identified three kind of wills. And I say I identified it because this is not in any textbook. This is in my professional experience what I've seen. There's three types of will, and we're talking about will as far as volition, wanting to do something. There's a I want to do something, we're talking about will, where it's idealistic. You're not really willing to do anything for it, but the concept and idea of it is nice, and if it happens, you're accepted. Then there's a will conditionally. In other words, I will do it if or as long as, which means if there's a limit on it. You will do it, but once you reach the limit that you set, it's done. So, like, for me, I would do boot camp as long as they didn't cuss at me. So, you know, my determination, my will in that is very short. I would have lasted five minutes. Or they didn't talk about my mama. There we go. So there's a will that has a delineation of time or experience or limit. And then there's the type of will that says, no matter what, I am going to do it, which is the one that you have, the leave it all on the floor, leave it all on the field, all or nothing. But the way that people get in trouble is because they mislabel, I believe, the type of will they have. So some people said, I was determined to do it, and it just didn't work out. And the reason it didn't work out is because they had one of the first two wills. They had a will where it was okay idealistically, or they had the will where they had a stipulation on how far they would go and what they would do. And once they reached that said goals, I mean, said stipulation or, or end, they dropped out. They did not have the, I'm going to do it no matter what. It's either this thing or bust. And that's where people get into trouble. So determination plays a role in that it sets the parameters and the lengths you're willing to go to reach your goal. It sets the parameters for the barriers and hardships you're willing to endure to get there. So whether you're talking about being in prison, whether you're talking about you know being oppressed, whether you're talking about dealing with a bully, whether you're talking about graduating from a certain school, whether you're talking about reaching a certain level in life, of expertise, you know, in a vocational field. There are going to be hardships and barriers to that. And whether or not you are successful depends on how determined you are. And so my advice to you is when you think that you weren't successful, when you thought something didn't work, go back and look at the type of will you were operating with. Did you have that idealistic will? Like people say they want to lose weight, but they won't stop eating ice cream. Or those people who say, you know, the kind of will where there's a stipulation where you were doing it, but working out three times a week is too hard, so now I can't work out. Or did you have that kind of will where it was this or bust? And if you had that kind of will, then chances are you got to it. It's like people who achieve their dreams. I've never found anybody who achieved their dreams when they went through something who didn't have the third kind of will, the one that you said, the all or nothing, leave it on the floor. 
most people have the will that has stipulations on it. And those are the ones who tell you, be realistic, set a dream, and have a backup plan. I haven't met too many people who achieved their dreams that had backup plans. Their backup plan was, if this doesn't work, I'm going to have to make a plan. <laughs> that, that was their backup plan, that they'll make one if necessary. And so in that, we also have to delineate between being determined versus dumb. Again, you have to know your skill set and what you're capable of and what you're prepared for. If you go to build a house with wood and a hammer and no nails, you're not determined, you're dumb. Let's get that for real. So we have to understand that there's a difference between being determined and dumb. And what I say is if you have the skill set, capability, and ability to do what you are setting out to do, then you're determined. But if you don't and you want that in anyway, then you're just being dumb because now it's just idealistic. Like, yeah, I want it. Can you sing? Nope. Can you dance? Nope. But I want to be a singer and an entertainer. Are you going to learn to sing and dance? Nope. But I still want to be a singer and entertainer. Hey, you could be a, a novelty act or something, but don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. You'll never be considered a great singer or entertainer. And so that's, you know, the summarization of being determined versus dumb. But again, there are three types of will. There's the idealistic will where you would like it to fall in your lap like from a genie. And then there's the will that you have where you set a stipulation of how far you'll go and what you do. And once you reach that end, you give up. You, you cash in your chips and you go home. And then there's the will that Gypsy talked about, that all or nothing. And that all or nothing is what gets it to you. And sometimes people do get to their dreams with the stipulations because they don't run into that hard part and they get it before they run into that hard part. Like some people who have been overnight successes have literally just walked into the right place at the right time and ended up, you know, in the middle of the spotlight in whatever their career was or whatever they were doing. But that's the exception, not the rule. So my question is, what kind of determined are you? Idealistically, do you have limits or are you going all out? And if you're going all out, on it, or, or if you have any level of them, do you have the capability and ability to carry out what you're talking about? And if you don't, and you don't ever work on developing those needed skills, you're not determined, you're being dumb, and you're not making good decisions. And so, again, when I say determination, this is what I'm talking about, a mental attitude characterized by a strong commitment to achieving a particular, pro, a particular goal despite barriers and hardships, do you put it all on the floor? And if you do put it on all on the, and if you don't put it all on the floor, you can never say the dream was behind you or above you or, or too far out of your reach. The only thing you can say is I wasn't willing to go far enough to find out if the dream was for me. And so that's what we're talking about in determination today. As Gypsy said, it's leaving it all on the field. And it's also, Choosing how you interact with people Because Gypsy said Would you say I didn't tell certain people Because I knew if I said that How they were going to react True? Precisely Right And so sometimes people can talk you out of things And so determination Is a Like I said in this case It's a mental attitude It's not just You know Some, some kind of little cocky little feeling you get It is when you 
when you decide in your being, in the core of who you are, to fixate on something, commit to it, and say, despite barriers or hardships, I'm going to achieve this. That's what we're talking about. We're talking determination. We're not talking about the Websters, the act of deciding definitely and firmly. No, we're not talking about deciding definitely and firmly. We're talking about, and we're not talking about just a fixed intention to achieve a desired end. Because, again, that doesn't say enough for me. It doesn't say that you're willing to work through things. It just says you have a desire to get to the end. But what kind of desire do you have? That's why I go with the um, APA Dictionary, Association of Psycholo- um, American Psychological Association, a mental attitude that says you're going to achieve despite goals and barriers. That's determination. And anything short of that, you know, you got good intentions. You got a little bit of hope. But if you're not willing to climb over barriers and hardships, if you only want it if it's easy, that's not determination. Well, actually, it's, it's the lowest form of determination. It's the I want it idealistically but not willing to work for it. And if you're willing to work for it, but you got a limit, again, that's that second one. I want it as long as it's not too hard and doesn't reach a certain point. So the question you have to ask is, what kind of determination do you have? And so, Gypsy, I have a question. Do you okay. have the all or nothing? Do you have the all or nothing um, determination in everything? Or in some of them, do you set limits, like the second one? And and do you have some in the first where it's idealistic, like I, if I can get it, it's cool, but I'm not going to work for it. Do you have anything that you're determined to in those facets? Um, I'm highly competitive too. Okay. Okay. I, I, and I guess you can say this is my Napoleon complex at work. (laughs) Is that because you're short? I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Yes. Napoleon complex. I know, but I just wanted to to say the word short. I just, that's all. I'm not short. I'm little. <laughs> you're, you're, you're vertically challenged. <laughs> I like that even better. <laughs> so, so like you said, uh, so you like that in everything, like competitive um, to the wall in everything. I am. I'm very competitive, but I am also. Um, realistic in some of the things that I, I, I think of. Like, you know, Spud Webb was an anomaly. Spud Webb was five foot seven, my height, and won the slam dunk contest. You know. But you can't touch the rim. Yeah, right. Like I'm not I'm not going to say I can too. go out there. You know, Spud Webb did it, I can too. No, fool, you can't. <laughs> like <laughs> let's curb those let's curb those delusions of grandeur right now. <laughs> you, know, you can do it. <laughs> if Spud Webb can do it, 
I can, you know, like on the movie, I'm glad you mentioned that, like on the movie The Water Boy, Bobby Boucher just had much anger in him and was, you know, able to do that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's comical. He said Bobby movie, Boucher. They tried, they tried to get everybody else to do it. Ooh, they got the cowboy, and then you see the dude getting broke up and being carried off the field. Like, you know. <laughs> tackling you know, fuel. So, tackling fuel. <laughs> right. You got, you got to know what uh you got to know your limits. Like I'm not you know. You know okay. I, I'm not, you know. So but yes, I do when, when I am determined to do something, I am not I do have an all or man, I grew up in the 80s where you know, we were greedy, extreme. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. all of that was was pretty much how we came up. Like, hey, listen, you got the you and I and I came out of a uh, very blue collar working class family, and you know, although I lived in New York, they say if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I would, <laughs> I beg to differ, because New York. <laughs> they got more- <laughs> Cause no, I mean they got so many different things you can do, like as far as just legally hustling. You yeah. see what I'm saying? You yeah. know, Uber ain't that new. That's the Jitney cabs. Remember them? Yeah, the Jitney cabs. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Them dollar, hey, them dollar cabs. Or don't don't forget the dollar vans. You can get in there Word. and follow the bus route <laughs> and get Word. where you're that going. That was ride share. Right. Yep. That was uh, ride share, baby. Mm-hmm. So that ain't nothing new. Right, and yep. so they had options available to you to do a bunch of different things. Cleveland, you know, we say this all the time. Hey, man, there's no options. You create one. Yep. The mistake you got on the to start from scratch. You got to start from scratch. Yeah. And hope it catch on. So yeah, man. Like, so. Just coming out of that, you have to have a certain level of intestinal fortitude to get you to get you through it to to have that determination. Mm-hmm. You know, All right. you have so, to. So, so in that in that vein, we about to play McFadden and Whitehead. Ain't no stopping us now. And then we're gonna come back. We're gonna sum up the show. We're gonna do our affirmations, and we're gonna get out. So with that, you heard that. Like he said, it's all or nothing, internal fortitude, you know, and again, there's many, there's there's basically three types of will that lead to three different types of determination, and you got to decide which one you want. But for us, we're talking about the one that deals with
He determines that determination for us is with, with um, Gypsy say, Gypsy, are you doing dishes? I can hear that. Stop that. Okay. What we just, what we found out was uh, Gypsy's doing dishes. Uh, so um, what we're talking about now is determination in Gypsy's um, view was all or nothing, leave it all in the field, and like you said, he was, he's competitive with it. So he drops it down all the time in any situation. Mine was there are three t- different types of will. There's the will that you have idealistically where you want it to happen but not willing to do any work. There's a will where you set a stipulation on how far you'll go and what you do to get it. And once you reach that, that set limit, stipulation or whatever it is, you're done and you let it go. And then there is the kind of will that says, I'm going to get this no matter what, which goes into the definition that I'm using, which is a mental state characterized by strong commitment to achieving a particular goal despite barriers and hardships. That's what we're talking about. Because life is going to have barriers and hardships. But you have to be determined to get over them. And so we delineate between being determined and dumb. Again, if all you have is wood and a hammer and nothing to connect the wood, but you say, I'm going to connect this wood without anything to connect it, that's dumb. That's not determined. That is delusional on some levels. That's misguided. But if you have access to something to hold the wood together, even if it's just a saw and you can cut out joints to stick it together, that's different. But if all you got is a hammer and wood and no way to stick the wood together and you want to build a house, that's just dumb. And so you have to delineate between being determined and being dumb. So use that in your life. Ask yourself, what level of will do I have? What level of determination I have? Is it the all or nothing? Is it the one with stipulations and barriers? Or is it just the idealistic? Because a lot of people, the reason that they lose hope is because their, their will lies in the first two. Either it's idealistic or they have stipulations, and sometimes those stipulations are very low. And when they reach them, what they do instead of analyzing themselves and their level of will, what they do is they use their lack of will or their idealism to label the thing or the goal that they're going for as unattainable and impossible, and then they justify mediocrity or mediocrity, whichever one you want to use. And so don't do that. Be honest about what kind of will you have because that will leave the door open for you to get something later. And that's what we want to do. Don't we? I mean, is that or or do you think that's okay? Maybe I'm 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 a little bit too philosophical, Gypsy. Uh, you know, do you need a door open? You know, or do we want or do we want to just totally give up on something and move to something else? Like, what do you think about that? And you got about three minutes to sum it up. But I mean, do you think that it's a good thing if people just lose hope and move totally on to something or should they leave room to come back to something 
once they realize that, you know, I didn't put my full effort into it, maybe I should give it another shot. What do you think? Is it a one and done? Well, I think you have to go into it knowing, first and foremost, know yourself. Okay. Very like I get no, that. Know yourself. First, first, first off, know yourself. You you can't say, oh, well, I'm I'm completely determined, and I'm and I'm not gonna stop it, and nothing's gonna stop me. You know, like, and then you know, you're the kind of person that folds like origami during the first sign of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, yeah, that's that's confusion. You 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 conflated. The, the the types of will you said that you got this all or nothing, but you really got the yeah. As long as it's not hard, yeah. Like oh, it, it's a bump in the road. Oh no, shut down. No, you have to know <laughs> if you you have to know if you. And there's nothing wrong with if you're that person, but you're gonna have all that comes with that. Own it. Just own it. Just just own it. First and foremost, own it. You just said, yeah, no, I'm 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 doing this as long as it's easy, but own it. You know what I mean? So it's some self evaluation that has to go before you can talk about your level of determination with stuff. And then even if you are going through something and it gets hard and it gets tough, um Everybody on the planet was born <laughs> You know and this is just how I look at it Everybody on the planet was born Nobody had the option of When their mom felt that first little pain Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh That she was just like, nope, not doing this <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, like you know, just, ooh, oh, nope, that, ooh, that hurts. That, nope. We're just not going to be doing that today. Like, no, it's just, come on, man. So you have to have some sort of get up and go about yourself. Find a motivating factor to help you if you cannot get to that uh, all or nothing phase. Maybe that's just something that you may have to get to. Strive to completion Because it Don't get me wrong Like Like I get inspired By you know It's my big brother And he's You know Big waterhead Joe But um, <laughs> Alright No I mean like You know This dude Got two kids Made his Got his doctorate Had other Things getting all in the way of doing that, and is a is a doctoral candidate. Whereas most people would have hit that first bump in the road. Nope, mm-mm, not doing that. No Lord, <laughs> you know. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Why you right. got to be a waterhead? That's what I want to know. Why you got to be a waterhead, like a big waterhead? You know, he's a big That's what I'm saying. You know, he's a big waterhead, Joe. <laughs> yeah. You done lived with you all your life. <laughs> that that I have. <laughs> to my chagrin, yes. 
<laughs> so you wow. know what I mean. So that yeah. that's an inspiring thing because a lot of people would have turned turned around. And I'm quite sure a lot of people tell you that. So in just even in knowing all of your story, and I'm not gonna put your business out on the airwaves. You know, I'm not Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, but just knowing the knowing the story of what it took you to get you from here to there is 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 incredible, and it's inspiring. And most people, you you know, we both love Marvin Gaye. Yes, Marvin Gaye did what he was remarkable, not just because of the music and the artistry and all of that. But if you ever read his autobiography, his, well, autobiography, yeah, his autobiography. His autobiography. You talking, talking about Divided Soul? Yeah. Yes, yeah. great book. Um, yeah. Mar- Marvin Gaye did everything he ever wanted to do in life. Everything. He wanted to be a preacher. At one point in time, what's going on is his sermon in a matter of speaking. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He he wanted to just drop out and be a bum. Well, he lived in a bread truck after making <laughs> making those slew of hits in the 80s. He did. I mean, in the 70s, he did that. Lived as a bum. He wanted to be a... Uh, Jazz singer. His first album was a jazz album. Then he re-released. Well, he went back and started working on tracks for what we know now is vulnerable. And then on top of all of that, he wanted to be a pop star. And we're talking about the late great Marvin Pintez Gay. Uh, Pentez Gate now because yeah. he was able to achieve all of his goals. Now, some of his goals yeah. were batshit crazy, yes, but they were his, <laughs> and, he, and he checked all his boxes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so that takes yeah. a certain level of determination. Right, I got that, and I like that. And speaking of that. We're going to play this little two-minute ditty by Lena Horn, Believe in Yourself, and then we're going to um, come back and close this out with our affirmations. And, um, yeah, so dig this Lena Horn joint. I, want, I, I almost forgot about this. We want to get this in. Let's listen to Lena Horn, Believe in Yourself. You can't go home 
And if y'all not hip, that's from the Wiz. She was singing to Michael Jackson, I believe. Or was she singing to the Cowardly Lion? Which one was she singing to? She was actually singing to uh, Diana Ross. Okay, I was wrong on both counts. But I knew it was from the Wiz, so I get uh, no. partial credit. Yeah, no, but here's the crazy part. Before Lena Horne came down and sang the song to Diana, Diana had to learn that lesson and teach it to her friends, not knowing that she was talking to the three parts of her own self. See, I'm sorry. We can do a whole show about breaking down kids. Okay, yeah, but we only got we only got a couple minutes, so let's let's do affirmations. Um, I'm gonna cheat and say I'm still working on my affirmation because I'm getting this done. But by the next time we get on this phone, I will have finished two books, and that is my goal. And to stay focused on that, to still do my other stuff, but to read at least two books and to stay focused and the book that I am offering up people to read this time is Khalil Gibran, The Prophet. I think that's a great book, has some great lessons for life. So Khalil Gibran, The Prophet, and my affirmation is I'm going to finish the two books that I'm reading by next week. You. What about you, Jimmy? Um, I think they say uh, something that you do every for 21 days straight or 28 days straight, it becomes a habit, and mm-hmm. then, then it's harder to break or something to that effect. So I'm going to keep on with my time management thing because once I get that down, uh, it opens up a world of possibilities to me. I heard that. Okay. Do you have any um, uh, suggested reading material for the people? I do not have suggested reading, Okay. I do have a movie that I think everybody okay. should go, go and see if you have it? not seen it. Um, since we you played Lena Horne, I would go with Cabin in the Sky. Okay. So yeah. for those who don't know, we always give cultural tidbits, and if there's cultural tidbits from your culture that you want included, let us know, because it's just getting people educated on culture and life, and we throw those tidbits out. So last week, we recommended two books, Asada, which was written by Asada Shakur, and The Fire Next Time, written by James Baldwin, and today we're saying to check out Khalil Gibran, The Prophet, and Cabin in the Sky, starting starring Lena Horne. And with that, that is our show. Today we talked about determination and how it plays a role in getting to the next chapter. And always, as we say leaving here, keep your eye on the spell, baby. Keep your eye on the spell and stay determined. Be honest. Own your stuff. Own your stuff. You know, um, get that all or nothing going. Be determined, not dumb. And move into your purpose. With that, we're going to end on some Sammy Davis. Keep your eye on the spell. You got anything to say before we pop out, Gypsy? You just summed it up. See y'all next week. Get into that next Yes, sir. While y'all writing that next chapter. Yes, sir.